This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app on the iOS App Store and find one of our locked on room. Spotify Greenroom is still changing the way we talk sports. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Florida Panthers and Chicago Blackhawks fans. This crossover edition of Locked On Panthers and Blackhawks for the people on the Locked On Chicago Blackhawks feed. I'm sure, even though you've probably heard my voice before, let me reintroduce myself. My name is Armando Velez from Locked On Panthers and PantherParkway.com, and I am very grateful once again to have Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks on the show. How are you, man? Armando, it's been a long day, but it's always a pleasure to come on and have a conversation about hockey with you, brother. So I'm glad to be here. Glad we got to squeeze this in before you go on a nice vacation tomorrow. Yes. Uh, funny enough, uh, for the listeners, a lot of my listeners know that I've worked in golf and I am a fan, even though I don't work in the industry anymore. But I'll actually be traveling to Connecticut the same week as the Travelers, but I will not be attending the tournament. It, it just coincidentally that both turn, the tournament and my vacation, going to a wedding for the audience wondering, it, it's gonna it's happening in the same week. So it's kind of crazy how that works. Yeah, some I mean, sometimes life's just pointing you in directions, Armando. I mean, I know it's a wedding, but four days of golf. How, how long are you there for? Uh, three. And I'm, I'm, I leave on that Monday, so that final round. Uh, I mean, you might, be, you might be able to catch the morning group on Thursday or Friday. Maybe. I mean, I, I do arrive early in the morning, so hey, maybe. I, I mean, I it's I, possible. I don't, I don't have a car, but <laughs> <laughs> I won't have one while I'm there. But yeah, so. Hartford can't be too big. Yeah. It, I've, I've, I've only never been to the state, like, ever. So <laughs> <laughs> We'll just have to find out. Yeah. So. Yeah, so great to great to have be together to talk about hockey and let's talk about the offseason for the Chicago Blackhawks, man. What what's what's been on the minds of Chicago Blackhawks fans after what last time we talked, you talked how this was a successful season based on what the rebuild was and where they ended up even though they had a fast start and fell off through. What what's what's the vibe around Chicago right now for the Blackhawks? Well, I, I think a lot still needs to be done. It's been kind of a slow start to the offseason for the Blackhawks, and I, I believe it's going to be a lot busier than, than people expect because there are so many guys, um, especially in our forward group, that it's kind of like where are they going to fit in the lineup? Guys like Vinny Henestrosa, who we acquired from the Florida mm-hmm. Panthers, same with Brett Connolly. Um, um, we also got Adam Gaudet from the Vancouver Canucks in a trade as well. And then we've got a bunch of prospects that are in between those stages of, you know, coming up through Rockford and trying to push onto the scene at the NHL level. So it's really created this log jam at the forward department for the Blackhawks. And we've really yet to see how that's going to pan out this offseason. Now, once everything kind of gets closer to that Seattle expansion draft, NHL entry draft, and free agency all kicking off in like a six-day span. I, I really do expect things to pick up here in the next couple of weeks. 
Um, but for the, for the most part, I think Blackhawks fans, um, they're excited to see what's going to happen in the NHL draft with an 11th overall pick, still a chance to grab a, a really good player over there. I, I think more so the fan base, now that the season's kind of ended, uh, there was kind of a split feeling on the season. Some fans took it as uh, took some positives away from it. Others still believe we got a ways to go, which, you know, both of those can be true. In a they're sense. valid. In, yes, they are valid. Um, now that the season's kind of ended, we're a month, almost a month and a half now, uh, since the Blackhawks played in their 56 game to end the COVID shortened season. Um, now that things have kind of settled down, I think people are just more so intrigued to see what's going to happen because there are just so many guys who their futures are really up in the air in Chicago. And I'm really excited and interested to see, uh, how, how it's all going to play out Armando. Yeah. I mean, when you are rebuilding, it, it's it's tough for a fan when you when you are rebuilding. You you want to win, but then you see, hey, is this what's best for the long term future of the team? Like, look for example, the Nashville Predators this season. They were they started off really slow, the opposite of what the Blackhawks were going through, and then people in Nashville were talking about trading with T.S. Ekholm. They were talking about just blowing it up completely and then they started winning and then yeah they challenged Carolina it all the way to six games before losing but now the Predators are kind of in this really tough spot David Boyle has a uh, in a is in a strange position on whether to go all in and continue to try to make this work or to hit the reset button so but with the Blackhawks they the the news came out like right at the beginning of the season that they were going to start over. So again, it, it's it's all about perspective when it comes to it. No know, knowing what's in the long term, it's not gonna be easy in the now, but it, it's it's gonna pay off later. At least that's the hope that it's gonna pay off later. Certainly. And my argument here would be in my opinion, at least. I'd rather be a team who's openly admitted to a rebuild and at least accepting the fact that we're probably not going to be very good for these next couple of years, but we're really trying to build something here. We're working hard at it. We're taking in a lot of young players and hopefully they can turn into something. I personally would rather be in that position than be in that kind of limbo that Nashville now finds themselves in. I think limbos, especially in the NHL and uh, well, I guess not so in the NHL because if you sneak in the playoffs, you know, anything can happen like we're seeing with the Montreal Canadiens. That's a conversation for later in the episode. Um, but it, it's it's tough when you you kind of know deep down this team still isn't good enough to beat the best of them. But at the same time, you, you know you can still maybe sneak into the playoffs. Anything can happen. And you want to keep your fan base – entertained you know and sticking with the team and have something to root for it's that's a kind of a tough spot to be in as a franchise and especially as a general manager because it's what direction are we going here like Nashville has this tough this tough road ahead of them where they can try to keep winning and you know the fans may like that and it may keep them entertained as they may you know have some runs and some fun games down the stretch again the playoffs but at the end of the day the goal isn't it shouldn't be that, you know, that that's not the the goal that all these teams are striving for. 
And for the Blackhawks, I, I know a lot of fans were like, oh, this half-hearted BS letter. I thought it was important because there was for three years there, I was like, okay, what are we doing here? Like everyone's getting older. We had one off season where our biggest, biggest free agent gets were Chris Kunitz and Cam Ward. It was like, what, what are we doing here? Like this, that's not going to get it done guys. So uh, I am happy that at least we've been able to kind of look ourselves in the mirror and understand what team we have. And I, I just don't want that to discourage the fan base throughout these steps because when you look at things in the long term, and as you said, perspective is so key. These are the steps that most teams have to take to get to their championships. Not everyone is the Vegas Golden Knights, and they're just, oh, we're good right away. Yep. It doesn't happen to everybody. Mm-hmm. Most teams have to go through these tough years, find their good pieces, and build off them. And sometimes having those bad years leads to you having more cap space, and you can have that budget where you can go get big-name guys. So perspective I agree 100% is everything and uh, I hope Blackhawks fans kind of keep that in mind because hey look at us now all of a sudden we're potentially candidates to be in the Dougie Hamilton Seth Jones sweepstakes because we have some money so Mm -hmm. these these things can happen because of uh the Blackhawks admitting that they were in a rebuild and finally looking themselves in the mirror and admitting who they are and I'm looking at cat friendly as we speak and the most expensive contracts are ones expiring very soon with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. It's it's an end of, almost an end of an era, unfortunately. You had to bring it up. You had yeah. to bring it up. I'm I'm sorry, man. But it's funny because Florida and Chicago, there's so many correlations between the two franchises. I think that's I think that's also why you and I chat all the time, because I mean they have the coach and the and also their draft patterns are very similar to with Patrick Kane going what first overall Tays going third overall and the the Panthers have kind of something similar when they were going through their rebuilding years in 2011 to 2014 with one playoff appearance in between with Ekblad being number one in 2014 Barkoff being number two in 2013 and Jonathan Huberto number three in 2011. So there's a lot of correlations in what the patterns and what both teams are trying to build. The only difference is the Blackhawks has three Stanley Cups and the Florida Panthers have not won a playoff series since 1996. And I still feel like while the, while the Panthers came up short this season, Armando long-term, I think there there's definitely very good things to take away from this season. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. consistency is, I feel like consistency has really been the thing with Florida. I feel like sometimes this, I actually talked about this in my season preview of the Central Division. I, w- I literally remember saying, Florida is one of those teams where they finish seventh. I'll be like, yeah, the Panthers finished seventh. Or if they finish third, I'd be like, yeah, the Panthers, they just decided to show up this year. Like, I feel like that's kind of the team it's been. And Joel Quenville, I, I feel like is really, going to be such a presence to mold that consistency in that team. So while I know you haven't had uh, the postseason success yet that the Blackhawks had during their run following their rebuilding stages, I mean, I still think the Panthers are in a good spot to, you know, be hopeful about um, hopefully turning the tides once they, they get on a run, hopefully in the future. Speaking of some offseason acquisitions, Armando, what are the Panthers looking at? I, I haven't really talked to you too much 
since the season ended. So what are the Panthers now that they've um, officially, unfortunately been eliminated from the Stanley cup playoffs? What, what are the, the Panthers looking like they're trying to add or what direction are they trying to go? They're looking to add definitely defensive depth, definitely in their, in their back at, in their blue line with Aaron Eckblad will be back next season. And Mackenzie Weger is still under contract for two more seasons. Radko Gudis is still under contract for two more seasons as well. And then you guys and, are gonna you guys are gonna give Keith Yandel Connor McDavid money, right? Oh God. <laughs> I, I that that is something they gotta figure out with trying to have him hopefully waive his no movement clause for the expansion draft so that they could protect another player. And one one name that I really want on the team is Alec Martinez of the Vegas Golden Knights. That's really one one player I would really like to to see on the team. Also, uh, Alexiak from the Dallas Stars because it's a big body. That that's that's really what it comes down to. He's like 250 pounds as well. And what the Florida Panthers lack is size. That's what they did. And especially in Game Four, Game Four of the first round was there was a whole lot of tip-ins right in front of the net because they were just getting out-muscled by the Tampa Bay Lightning and they were allowing them to get them in front of the net that no matter who the goalie was, even if Spencer Knight played, in, in especially in game four, that was, the, that was the one game where I was really the most upset about losing because they were just out, outweighed, out-muscled in every way possible. And it was causing the the players to get like right in front of the net and tip in for goals and another 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 player is Braden Point God that that dude's incredible he he's currently on a nine game goal streak Jack right yeah. now currently in the playoffs he's about to break he's about to tie the record if he if he scores in game seven so it he's just on a wonderful run and it, it, I I joke I continue to joke with uh, Adam Danker about uh when we had our crossover before the series started that he's asked he was mid-sentence on asking me who was my player to watch and before he could even finish I said Braden Point so I tweeted earlier today uh in quotes like interrupts Adam Danker Braden Point (laughs) so he gets it he gets he gets what I mean when I'm when I'm saying that so Braden Point is on a heater right now and what's crazy to me is um I think if you stick Braden Point in any any city outside of Tampa Bay, no one no one would recognize him on the street. Probably, I don't think. I think he could walk in New York City just fine. Uh, that's also that's also an NHL issue because something that John Chick and I talked about on our crossover, the John Chick, the host of Locked On New York Rangers, is that the NHL isn't the best at marketing their players. So. It's the yeah. NHL. Are we really surprised? Are they the best at anything? <laughs> not, not, not really. I mean, the the it's it's funny. NHL and Major League Baseball are like the bottom two when it comes to it. You see how successful the NFL and the NBA are. Like you, you could, you know, you see faces of players, of, of players, and you know, you know who that is. Like now, now in the NBA. I bet you that Trey Young is going to be advertised even more now, more than ever now that with his performance, because the NBA invests in their league. The NHL, I I sometimes feel that Connor McDavid can can walk in certain cities and people won't know what he looks like, depending on where you go. It's 
the NHL and the MLB have it so bad. I hate both those leagues, both the leagues so, so much. Um, Connor McDavid, probably just because he just looks like an average Joe Schmell. I really think like people mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't bat an eye twice at him probably. Like I feel like Sidney Crosby would get recognized. Yes, yes. Um, Wayne Gretzky. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Wayne, Wayne's, Wayne's getting recognized. <laughs> I, I was thinking like, is Ove- Ovechkin's probably getting recognized. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. I was saying, um, like, who else could I think of here? Um, Patrick Kane might get recognized. Mm-hmm. But really, besides that, I'm like, who's like a, a Mark Andre Fleury? Mark Andre Fleury might get recognized. Yeah. He's that French Canadian dude with the slick back hair. And and that and that and that's and that uh surfer dude smile. Absolutely. He's, he's got he's, awesome. he's he's got he's got that vibe, which I like about Marc Andre Fleury. One one thing I just want to say real quick, you you can get into uh it's just gonna take a moment. I, I still can't believe that the Pittsburgh Penguins literally said, Here, you you can have Marc Andre Fleury, and Vegas was like Okay, yeah. Well, we're gonna take him from you now. You guys can have Matt Murray. That's that's just fine. Mm-hmm. I, I still can't believe that. And also, I'm sorry, the Panthers literally made the Vegas Golden Knights what they are. But yeah, uh, it's something that uh, it's something that it hurts the the Panthers when it comes to Marcia So Riley Smith, Ugh. and we're and with the Seattle Kraken coming into the mix, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough to it's gonna be really tough to head into the expansion draft because the mistakes that were made with Dale Talon putting the expansion, uh, the protections in place. Yeah. With this, this, with this one time around, the one player that a lot of Florida Panther fans are kind of looking at is Carter Verhage because there's a lot of similarities between Marcheseau and Verhage where Marcheseau came from Tampa. Verhage also came from Tampa <laughs> and we're hoping that if Bill Zito decides to protect Verhage, then we could avoid history definitely repeating himself itself. So let's go, let's talk about the postseason. What are your overall thoughts on the postseason for the listener? Actually, before we answer that question, we are recording this shortly after the New York Islanders defeat the Tampa Bay lightning by a final score of 3-2 in Game 6, and now there's a Game 7 between Tampa Bay and New York. So, Mr. Bushman, what are your, thought, what are your thoughts on these Stanley Cup playoffs so far? Overall, I think they've been nothing short of amazing. Every series I've watched, really, but besides the Montreal-Winnipeg series, that was absolute dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I've been on the edge of my seat the whole time. The Vegas Colorado series was awesome. It was. That was a great series to watch. Um the Lightning have just been on an absolute roll. I know everyone hates them with all their guts, but watching them move the puck on the power play is just nothing short of incredible. Mm-hmm. Um Montreal putting together this unbelievable run, the last team in the playoffs and they're one game away from the Stanley Cup final. It's unbelievable. Armando, it's been awesome. I've actually, um, so I had Vegas winning my playoff bracket. I had Vegas taking home the cup. So I've kind of sided with them a little bit here throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. And one of my good buddies from back home here in the the Chicago suburbs, we watched every game of that avalanche 
Vegas series in his backyard. He's got a nice TV covered up by his deck and we put on a bonfire, had a couple beers, watched every game of that series. It was awesome. I went on vacation for a week, week and a half, not really vacation, but went uh, down to help my girlfriend move out from college and stuff. And I missed the first four games of the series. And then I came back last night to watch Vegas and Montreal game five and Montreal just put on an absolute clinic of how to play defensively and take advantage of their opportunities that they did get. It's been awesome so far. Now we're getting a game seven between Tampa Bay and New York. It's literally the world versus the lightning. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait. And we got a great game six tomorrow night. No, no, nothing short of amazing for me, Armando. And unfortunately the NHL does a horse crap job of, of putting their content out there and making people known that this is in fact the best playoffs in professional sports. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm with you there. And especially if it's overtime and it's your team in overtime, then the, then the adrenaline rush that goes through that is nothing. It's nothing like I've ever experienced, at least watching on TV. I've never been to one in, in person, but yeah, with, but I'm very hopeful, though, with ESPN coming into the mix and Turner Sports, that it'll be marketed even better. That's a, but that's just a hope. I, I, I have to see like what the product will be once it's, it's on on the air. Like, how are they gonna? I, I wonder how are they gonna structure their. I wonder how they're gonna structure their TV schedule. Is it gonna be NBA on Wednesday, Fridays, and then uh nhl on tuesday thursday i wonder how that's gonna work it's 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 interesting but it's it's great to see that two companies that have promoted the a league like the nba and one and one network promoting the na the nfl with monday night football with espn i wonder i'm i wonder how they're gonna do with hockey i, I wonder i hope they don't give them like the short end of the stick mm-hmm. behind basketball and and football. I understand that the markets are larger, but I believe ESPN in in buying this, you know, in buying these rights, their goal has to be to make the NHL hopefully as big as these other markets, you know, or at least attempt to. Mm -hmm. So hopefully um, we're all on the same page here and ESPN is trying to finally promote hockey the right way. one question I want to ask you though, who, who are you uh who, who are you cheering for right now? I'm cheering for New York and Montreal. But it's funny because during my conversation with John, I didn't think that it would happen with with it being New York Montreal, but that was when they were both down in their series. And how it's let's talk about momentum changing. Let's talk about Marc Andre Fleury in game three. I don't know if you saw the highlight, the oh the, the big mistake that he made, uh, behind behind the net and resulting in probably a series changing goal, and then Montreal winning that in overtime, and that could have been the very thing outside of three to one against Toronto. That could have been the very thing that could help them win the series and advance to the Stanley Cup final. That I could not believe that blunder by Flurry, and it's kind of funny because so I was just telling you how I've watched every game of like Vegas with with my buddy uh, and a bonfire and everything in his backyard. He's like a, a semi hockey fan; like he'll watch every now and then. Not diehard, but he loves the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, who doesn't? If you tune mm-hmm. in and watch Stanley Cup playoffs, you're gonna like what you're seeing. Trust me. Yes. 
And every time Marc-Andre Fleury would play the puck in that series against Colorado, he's like, I don't like how shaky he looks. He needs to get back in his damn net. And I'm like, okay, like I get what you're saying, but like goaltenders play the puck. Like that, that's mm-hmm. just part of the game. That's part of the and, game. and fast forward to game three of the series. And I get back to my buddies after I was in Missouri for a week and a half. The first thing he says to me is like, you see Marc-Andre Fleury should have stayed in his net. And I was like, you were right the whole time. He should have stayed <laughs> in that. But I honestly was pretty shocked. They went back to him in, mm. in game in game five last night because Leonard played pretty well in game four. He shut his haters up too. A hundred percent. Do you think they're just gonna? Do you think they're gonna go back to Flurry in game six? I mean, th- I there's no. So. De- I mean, oh god. You're desperate. You're facing elimination, dude. You're- I feel like I feel like Peter DeBoer, who by the way loves getting out coached in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He literally loves it. Um, I feel like Former it, Florida Panther, Peter DeBoer. Uh, he's been juggling up the lines. He's been juggling up his goaltender. You know, trust me, as a Joel Quenville guy, I get the blender method more than a lot of people do. But at the same time, I feel like he hasn't done either goaltender any favor now. Like Leonard gave it a, a good go in game four. Mm-hmm. You're going to go put him on the bench in, in game five after your team just won to even up the series. I get that Mark Andre Fleury's been your guy. And he's and a he best probably, finalist too. Yeah, I, I get that. But like, listen, uh, mm. now, now who do you go with in game six? Probably the team doesn't even know. Like, I Montreal, Montreal might be going to the cup. Like this, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. But here, here's the thing. I kind of relate it to the Panthers Lightning series. The Panthers used three goalies in their series against Tampa Bay. And what what has been constant for Tampa Bay this whole time and in that series and 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 in that series against the Panthers and now what has been a, a, a constant the goalie. And look what's happening with Montreal with Carey Price. They haven't gone they they haven't gone to their backup. So and and Car- of course the the play of Carey Price helps too. But that has just been the one constant there, and it, it it just goes and and I relate this so much to baseball, where your most important position in hockey is your goaltending, just like in baseball, your most important position is your pitching, and there and there's so many correlations between the two on importance of when it comes to winning games. Absolutely, I mean in. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, if you don't have a good goaltender, you don't stand a chance. That, that's just Done. the fact of the matter. If you don't have a good goalie, it doesn't matter how good your team is. You're going to get exposed for what you are at some point. Um, one thing I wanted to say, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen between Tampa Bay and New York tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen in that Stanley Cup final. But Carey Price is playing so well right now that, to me, Armando, if Montreal goes to the Cup, and they put up a fight and lose in like six or seven, and Carey Price does his thing. He's gonna like he might be he might be the con Smythe. Yeah, I yeah yes, uh, that's very valid, and it, especially when it comes to the expectations. But if Braden Point continues this streak that he's on, right? It's gonna be Braden Point, but that's just like even for Carey to be in that conversation mm-hmm. is a statement to how tremendous he's been for Montreal. And there's so many similarities with Carey Price and Sergei Bobrovsky as far as age and when 
their contract expires. Their contracts expire in the very same year. There's five years left on both of their contracts. I think Carey Price is one year older. They're, they're, they're within one age of each other. And it's really, really hard to see how Carey Price is performing this well. And then you have Sergei Bobrovsky. And then you have an up-and-coming goaltender like chasing right behind them. It's like, oh, what do they do here? What, which direction do they go while Montreal is just thriving? And it's great to see. I'm happy for the fellow hosts uh, of Locked On Canadians, Scott Matla and Laura Saba, on the success of that the Montreal Canadiens are on right now. I'm glad that they've got to enjoy their run. I wish uh, I miss those days uh, of you mm-hmm. were talking earlier about the thrill of watching the Stanley Cup playoffs and saying it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. I, I, I mean, I still got that feeling a little bit when the Blackhawks versed Edmonton last season in that, you know, on the five twelve round. Yeah. And the play in round, like I still got that excitement, which was like nice to see. And uh, hopefully this rebuild for Chicago will end up being successful. And I can get back to those days of having a heart attack in the first 10 minutes of a playoff game just because it's that important you know i miss those days did you know that built bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor when you talk to a built bar fan they're definitely passionate about their faves if you don't know the built bar flavors well you're missing out there's coconut almond coconut cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate and salted caramel so there's something for everyone you know what my favorite flavor is? It's the peanut butter brownie. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors. All tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off at BillBar.com. But um, you were talking about an interesting topic, the Panthers' goaltending situation. Mm-hmm. Spencer Knight, A+, plus, right? A plus what you saw from him this season. How could it? His only loss came in game six of the first round so far in six games. Six, six games total, two playoff games, four regular season games. And yeah, it, it's, it's encouraging to see that, that, that he's performed this well at 20 years old. 20 years old. That's incredible. What, it, what's the strategy though? What is the strategy you would like to see the Panthers implement? going forward because let's be honest it's going to take an arm and a leg to get rid of that Sergey Bobrovsky contract so absolutely um I'm I'm hoping it's a I'm hoping it's a split timeshare I'm at least for the first season while while Spencer Knight is learning how to get his feet wet and if the numbers are that drastic where Sergey Bobrovsky is just playing horribly then you have to consider going to 60 40 in, in that situation in favor of night. You have to, but if their numbers are similar and their, and their performance is not affecting the teams as far as losses, then you're okay with a split 50 50 timeshare, at least in year 
one of them being in a full season together. And something that my one of my fellow writers at pantherparkway.com brought up was you have if you combine both of those contracts with Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight, it's just it's under eleven million. While the Vegas Golden Knights have two very expensive goalies, like almost thirteen million, I believe, and look look where they're at in in their in their playoff run. And of course, there's so many different factors outside the goalies and the money and all that. There's so many different moving parts, which I understand. But if you can get that performance between the two, and it and it's near and it's not affect causing the team in as far as losses then 50-50 at least in year 1 can be can be that Spencer Knight will be an RFA in 2023 on on the top of my head it, it this year was year 1 of his ELC so did in it, 20 Oh did it push though did it yeah. slide uh, according to cap friendly yes it did so uh, at least what I'm seeing, at least last time I saw, but I could double check again. But yeah, so his, so he's, he will be an RFA in 2023. And I think that's when you really, really got to make a decision because if you do a buyout right now, the, the buyout period will be like 10 plus years of trying to pay Sergey Bobrovsky. Is it bad? Is it, is it like a real bad one? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's at least, it's, the, the way they're spread out, it's like I say it as like you're putting yourself in debt and you're delaying everything, like paying out to them. I, I it's actually just, did it's it. just better to pay them now. <laughs> for now, for now, not yeah, yeah, yeah. at least in the at least in the last few years remaining in the contract. Towards the end, sure, but as of right now, short term, yes, it's better to pay him. Long especially term, well, especially while Spencer Knight's on that ELC. Yes, while he's on the ELC, but when it's time to pay him you're going to have to you're going to have to make that hard decision. So that that's when the time will come probably come to make a decision. I know Florida Panther fans don't want to hear that. A lot of Florida Panther fans are saying are probably thinking, "No, Armando, let's get rid of him now. He's bad." So <laughs> yeah, there there's a section of the fan base that's just ready now, but it's something to consider that it might be maybe down the line. Yeah, and it's always tough when you, it, it's harder to look at it as a tandem making 11 million when one of the guys is making 10, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's much harder to think like, well, God damn, Sergey Bobrovsky started 40 games this year. He's making $10 million. Like, yeah, that, that's tough. But if the team's having success, there, there are teams in the NHL that give away that or that pay, not give away that pay, their goaltenders, you know, combination eight, 10, 11, even like the Vegas Golden Knights, when you have a, a star studded duo like they have, they pay them um, north of that $11 million mark. So, uh, another thing to keep in perspective is that, you know, if it's not a detriment to the team yet, yet in these next couple of years, while the Panthers um, still have Spencer Knight under his ELC, still have this core group, you know, f- relatively young. Um, then I think it, it'll be okay. But one thing I wanted to ask, um, I'm blanking off the top of my head on this kid's name, but Team Canada, Team USA, World Juniors game. Spencer Knight was in that for Team USA. Who was in Knight for Team Canada? He was also a goalie? Panthers prospect goalie, correct? Devin Levi. Yes, Devin a, Levi. He was a seventh-round draft pick from the 2020 draft and a pick that was influenced by Roberto Luongo after Bill Zito 
created his uh, goalie excellence department in the front office for the Panthers. So Luongo has been a big influence on this on this Florida Panthers franchise after his playing days. And he was the GM for Team Canada in the IHF World Championships, and they won gold. So I mean, who the, doesn't love who doesn't love Bobby Lou? <laughs> He's awesome. He's great, and also one of the best Twitter accounts that somehow isn't verified. But, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask what it's because he doesn't put a face to it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But what is up with uh? Is there was that just like a, a is there a hope or NHL future you think for Levy? Uh, it's really too early to tell. Right now, right now he's uh, at Northeastern University. Right now. So he's still playing there, at least for now. And oh man, he he had a great he had a great run in in the World Juniors. But if 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 Bobrovsky's play continues to be to not improve, then possibly. But if he starts living up to that contract, Devin Levi's future is probably like not here with the Panthers, and he's probably going to be like maybe like a trade asset to gain to be a buyer at the deadline because i mean the goalie pipeline is so strong with this system that i mean assets are like ammunition you use them wisely to try to go after a player that could contribute to your team so if the if the play is there and the play at the professional level is as well use it as as ammunition for a big trade if you need to yeah absolutely i just wanted to check in because i remember we were talking about uh the Panthers goaltender situation. I remember a couple months ago, the Panthers had both the goalies in the gold medal game. And I was like, they also have, they also have uh Sergei Bobrovsky. So this is going to make for an interesting situation. Also, Chris Drieger, Chris Drieger played pretty well this year. Also. Mm-hmm. He's a UFA though. So yeah. he, he's the odd man out in this situation, but uh, there's a thing that in a 10, 10, 10 day period, if you do sign a free agent that counts as the team's pick. So, we're hoping that Seattle signs Chris Drieger so that it can count as the Panthers pick. So that's I got to, I got to admit, I haven't looked at all the goaltender possibilities for Seattle in their expansion draft, but I got to say they could probably do worse than Chris Drieger. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's, he's looking like he's worthy of getting a starting opportunity. And he's going to get paid that, that. And that's just the, that's just the thing. The Florida Panthers know internally that they can't afford him. And he's gonna. There's not even room for him. There's not, and I I would love I would love a Chris Drieger, Spencer Knight tandem. I would love it, but it's the the financials. It's just not possible. Yeah, that's tough. But anyway, man, I want to thank you for doing this crossover episode with myself, and it, it's great to have the. It's great to even do this in the in the off season where you know th- things are. With the Stanley Cup final approaching and the NHL entry draft and the expansion draft, it's going to be a big acceleration towards that. And then, you know, things will start to slow down here as news won't come in as as much. So definitely before news start to slow down, maybe get together uh, one, one more time before before it really starts to slow down, man. Oh so. yeah, August, August and September, early September are going to be dreadful. But I'm definitely excited to see what's going to happen once we get into later July, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely check back in and uh, get some reactions and some opinions on what both our teams are at least trying to accomplish with their moves in the next month or so. 
Absolutely, man. So for my listeners, tell them where they can find you on the internet. So if you want to check out, if you want some more info on the Chicago Blackhawks and their plans for the offseason, you can find the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast anywhere you get your podcast. You can also check out the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter account at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. As for me, my personal is at Jack Bushman 2 on Twitter. Got a bunch of different Chicago sports stuff. So if you happen to be, you know, maybe like a retiree in, in Florida or just happen to be a Chicago sports fan down there and you want some coverage on Chicago sports, that's definitely a, a great place to check me out. And I'm always tweeting about sports in the Chicagoland area. So um, thank you again, Armando. I really appreciate you for having me and uh, hope all the listeners liked liked our conversation. Absolutely. Uh, and same thing, same thing with me. I'm mostly South Florida sports stuff and we're, we're both, we're both very prideful in our, in where, in our teams and where, where we're from. So for the Blackhawks listeners, my handle is at MondoMan12, show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And you could also catch some Dolphins writing coverage that I do for DolphinsTalk.com if there are any Finns fans up in the Chicago area. I'm not sure how much of a presence they have there, but in in, in the case that there is. So thank, thank you once again, Jack, for doing this crossover with me. And let, we'll, we'll talk soon, man. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Armando. And thank you once again to Jack Bushman of the Locked On Chicago Blackhawks podcast for having this conversation with me to discuss the Florida Panthers, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the whole stanley cup playoff landscape just a warning that this conversation was recorded prior to game six between the vegas golden knights and the montreal Canadiens. so and this part that i'm recording right now is the the afternoon after so congrats to the montreal Canadiens on advancing to the stanley cup final and tonight is game seven between the tampa bay lightning and the new york islanders for a chance for a spot in the Stanley Cup final. So Locked On NHL will be covering that. Locked On Lightning with Adam Danker will be covering that. And Locked On Islanders with Gil Martin will also be covering the Islanders part of it. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast hops into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And when you're done listening to this episode, make sure to tell your smart device to play the Locked On Today podcast. The Los Angeles Clippers are back in the game. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sorry, Ramonda Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.